All right, welcome to our first um, episode of Family Tech Talk Live. Um, I am gonna start uh, publishing these to my podcast. So um, if you want to see it live, you're gonna have to tune in on YouTube or on Facebook, but otherwise you can tune in um, later on any of those platforms because the video will still be uploaded, but um, well, I will also publish it on the podcast so you can get it on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, all of the above. And speaking of podcasts, let's introduce my awesome guest. I guess it's this way. Uh, <laughs> Andy from The Secure Dad. Andy, can you just tell um, my viewers a little bit about yourself and uh, and your podcast? Absolutely. And Sarah, thank you so much for, for having me on this. I'll, I'll admit this is my first like YouTube live. So like, I don't know what to do with my hands. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I appreciate you taking this Just risk this. on me. Yeah. Um, but um, I run the Secure Dad podcast. Uh, we are pushing it number episode number 185. I have amazing awesome. guests like Sarah who come on the show and talk to my audience, which I call protector parents. And these are the parents who realize in the world that we need to do more uh, than just let society kind of take care of our kids. We as parents need to take ownership of what's happening with our kids in our home in public and online. So I will admit, even though I have studied a lot about uh, online safety, I consider Sarah to be an amazing resource, and I'm very happy to be talking with her today. Oh, thanks so much. And you actually have some really great resources just on your website alone, too. You have some books and stuff. You want to talk about those really quick? Sure. Yeah. For everybody who's listening, go check out thesecuredad.com. I have a ton of free resources, free, no strings attached. If you go to thesecuredad.com and click on tools at the top, there's a ton of stuff that you can check out. Uh, I talk to parents about, you know, a quick reference to securing your home. You can look at, uh, I did uh, kind of a, a medium dive on the dark web and all the stuff that's out there. Uh, there's a disaster preparedness guide. We're in hurricane season where I live. So yeah. all of those guides are there for you for absolutely free that you can use to prepare your family uh, for the next big event. Awesome. Yeah, it's a really great resource. Um, I've been a fan for sure. Um, but so let's talk about home security, which is what sure. everybody's dying to talk about today. Um, so first, do you have a favorite kind of DIY home security solution? Well, you know, what's funny is so much of home security is actually DIY now. It used to be that we would call some big company and a van would show up and this technician would come out and he'd, you know, put all these wires out and you would connect your, you know, home alarm system, that sort of thing. But now uh, it really is easy for us to do. So a lot of this stuff is DIY. Um, and, and I don't want you to be intimidated about starting this sort of stuff. If you're listening uh, to Sarah and you're watching this right now, I guarantee you, you can absolutely do uh, your own home alarm system or your own home surveillance system. You can absolutely take it on. I, I tell people, if I can do it, you can do it. <laughs> I mean, really, absolutely. if you can connect something to your wireless network and use double-sided tape, you're good to go. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, that's so true. And, you know, it is becoming a lot more accessible for people. So I think that is a big benefit to a lot of these kind of IoT devices. Um, so speaking of that, if somebody wanted to do it kind of piece by piece, like I don't have the money to get a whole home security system, like kind of where would you start and then where would you go from there? 
Sure. If you are really absolutely on a budget, you can probably set up a DIY home alarm system for about $20. If you go to Walmart and you go to the hardware section, they have the little contact sensors for doors and windows. They just make a loud noise. Uh, but you could walk down one aisle in Walmart and walk away with something that you could use to secure your house right now. If you want to go a step beyond that, and I don't blame you, uh, you can get your own system that you can order online, uh, Simply Safe, uh, Waze, uh, Ring, all of those. Either one of those systems that I just mentioned, you're going to be great either way. Um, they're very user friendly. They're going to work with a variety of um, uh, wireless internet options, meaning your pipeline coming in and out of your house. It should work with what you have without bogging down all of your other devices. So one of those three would actually be really good. Do your research online. Uh, find out what people like about these systems. I actually don't officially recommend one because they're always changing. They're always evolving. And one company will come out with this great product and you're like, oh, this is amazing. And then another company comes out with another one. I was like, oh, this is amazing. So really... <laughs> Um, just like technology. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You can't go wrong with any of the big name brands. Just make sure that when you um, when you install these systems, you do follow the instructions. You know how to put it onto your wireless network and you make strong, unique passwords because that's the thing that catches most people. Oh, for sure. And we'll definitely get into like securing your whole system in a little bit. But um, so what what I kind of hear from you is. I would focus if you're just starting out on something that will alarm the doors and the windows yes. um, instead of going into like cameras. Cause I think people like go straight to cameras. Mm -hmm. um, and so wh why, why would you kind of recommend that over kind of sure. cameras? Well, for, for home monitoring with an alarm system, um, what that will watch your back when nobody else is there, especially if you're going to buy one of these systems, please pay for monitoring. The reason that you want to have one of these systems first before you have surveillance is cameras are for after the fact. The camera is going to be able to record the burglar walking around your house, checking it out and kicking in the door. That's not really going to do anything for you to stop the invasion. What you need to do is have a home alarm system that's going to make a noise and it's going to alert someone at a call center and it's going to alert you that there's a problem. That's a little bit more proactive. It's still passive but it's proactive in stopping the event once it's happened. So a lot of people want to put cameras up. I think that's, I think cameras are great, don't get me wrong, but you really want to start with something that is going to deter a criminal from kicking in your front door and going in. So if there's a problem, they hear the noise, um, you get alerted on your phone if you're not home, the monitoring company is there, that's going to be a bigger deterrent than a camera, like a ring, cam ring doorbell camera by the door. So that's where you want to start there. Yeah. Uh, you know what? That's totally something that I didn't think about. And you are absolutely right. Like it's the, you know, like that's mm -hmm. going to cause them to run away instead of, you know, just recording it. So, okay, yes, this happened and I can see who did it, but mm -hmm. um, that's not going to stop it from happening. So yeah, very, very smart. Thanks. Um, so what are the downsides of some of these DIY solutions? I know you s talked about Focusing on kind of the main name brands, and I get that a lot of that would probably be have to do with their monitoring solutions um, are mm -hmm. going to be superior than some off-brand um, right. solutions. But what are some of the other downsides to just kind of piecing it all together yourself? 
Sure. So yeah, the monitor, not all monitoring is created equal. So that's a big one to take sure. a look at. It's um, you really want to go with the bigger brand companies. Um, another issue to take a look at is the longevity of the company. You know, if it's a startup company that didn't exist two years ago, I'm not sure that I would invest in it straight away. If it's like mm -hmm. the ADD, ADT Blue product, ADT has been around for forever. And they're probably right. going to be around for a while. Simply Safe was the new people on the block, but they have, you know, they stake their flag in the industry and they're growing. So, I mean, that's the kind of momentum you want to look for just in a brand. Um, yeah. Another issue that you could have with uh, doing a DIY, you probably remember this, Sarah, a few years ago, uh, Nest came under heat for people being able to hack into those cameras or, or hack into the camera. For sure. So Nest is a yeah. Google a Google product, and so uh, what happens with uh, with when you have Google run your entire life for you? And Google has a big part of my life. I'm not. I'm I was going to say Google yeah. has my life. <laughs> right. So um, what happened was um, there were lists on the dark web and different places of commonly used passwords and passwords that had been previously associated with email addresses. And so people would go in thinking that they could, you know, snatch somebody's email address, maybe get a Google pay credit card. And they stumbled in and found out, oh, wait a minute, I can get into their Nest camera and I can see what's going on because I'm, I got their master password. So it really wasn't Nest's problem. It was really people being lazy and reusing passwords, not making strong passwords. I see you nodding your head. You get this all the time, Sarah. I'm all 100% um, preaching yes. to the choir. And so that was the issue. Louder for the it wasn't the, the product. Back. It wasn't super hackers. It was people just... Right you know, looking at the dark web and grabbing passwords and people not updating their passwords recently. So when you install this, like I said before, make sure you have a strong, unique password. Or if you want to separate, I'm a big fan of separating your stuff. Have an alarm with one company, have your surveillance with another company, just to make sure if one gets hacked or there's a data breach at one that you had nothing to do with, then you they don't have access to your entire system and your entire home. I think kind of piecing out and, and imparting it here and there could work to your advantage. Yeah, that's that's really great advice. Um, and I, I'm going to digress just a minute because I feel very strongly about what you just brought up. And that is uh, the thing about passwords. So mm -hmm. if um, I, I did see a ton of that, like, oh, all of these cameras and everything can be hacked. And and actually, recently, there was a huge hubbub, and especially here in Utah, about yep. um, a wise camera being hacked. And mm -hmm. somebody was talking to the the child through the um, through the wise camera. And almost 100% of the time, it's that the account was hacked, not right, the device right. itself. And so when the account gets hacked, that can be totally unrelated to anything. Like I have a password that I use for my fitness pal with my email address. My fitness pal gets a data breach. And then now that email address and password combination is out there in the internet for people to buy on the dark web. And then you reuse that username and password combination. And these attackers can try, like, I mean, they build programs to try hundreds and thousands. Yes. Of password combinations at once until they find one that works and it's hmm. not some guy just like typing them in yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like they can go through 
thousands of mm-hmm. combinations, you know, every second, every minute and find those combinations that are out there. And so exactly what you're saying, use different passwords for every account that you have online and where possible, enable two-factor authentication. Yes. So that's going to, you know, even if your username and password is out there and somebody has gotten that information, if they try to log in, you will be notified, oh, I'm not logging in right now, you know, and the two-factor authentication, for those that don't know, something you know and something you have. So usually the something you know is your password. The something you have is usually your phone. And so it'll text you a code or you'll have an authentication app on your phone that will allow access. It's a pain. I know. Like Mm -hmm. all of my accounts are 2FA. And it takes, I mean, and it really doesn't take that much longer. I mean, it takes like Mm -hmm. 30 seconds tops to like get the code, type in the code. But like... You want that 30 seconds if somebody else is trying to yes, access your account. Absolutely. So, sorry, had to get on my soapbox about no, that. No, that's great. <laughs> yes, you're right. Uh, I hate all that. Anyway, um, so we talked kind of about the positives of DIY solutions. Um, did you have any other positives you wanted to add to that? or? Well, I mean, it's empowering to be able to take over uh, the security of your home. You don't have to rely on somebody else to come and do it. You know, I always encourage people to look at your house the same way a criminal does. uh, And that is to, you know, go outside tonight, you know, after, you know, sunset when it's dark and take a look at all the dark areas around your house. Try to add lighting to those areas because darkness is a real big asset to a thief. And if your home is lit up and your neighbor's is not, that might be the deciding factor in them going next door and leaving you alone. Right. It's the opposite effect of Halloween when like right. you turn your light on and they come, but then you turn your light mm-hmm. off and nobody bothers you. Exactly. <laughs> um, well, good. So then what would your ideal home security system look like? I mean, you've kind of touched on, you've got the things on the windows and the doors and you've got mm-hmm. the other things. What, um, what else? You know, I I think probably the ideal uh, home security system is a moat with sharks and bars on the window and all sorts of stuff. But, um, (laughs) you know, but then your family is going to feel like they're living in a prison. It sounds great. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So there's this fine line between having a really secure home and then a prison feel to your home. So you have to find that balance. And that balance is different for each and every family. But when you're looking at having sort of the, um, uh, the the system as a whole, you want to make sure that all your doors, interior, excuse me, your exterior doors are monitored. You want to make sure that all of your windows have sensors on it. To back up those sensors, you're going to want to be able to have uh, a glass break and a motion sensor in the house just to carry, to figure out what's going on. Yeah, your dog will trip it sometimes, uh, but there are different ways around that. Some uh, companies will actually say to invert your... Um, your sensor, your motion sensor, so that it won't trip the dogs. Some will know the difference between a dog and a human. uh, And some you can actually put painter's tape up around it to kind of like block down the lower four feet of your area. It depends on your, it depends on uh, your company. It depends on the type of sensor that they have. So make sure you do your research before you do those sorts of things. But that's really it. That's really all you need. There are companies out there who are, I'll call them boutique home uh, home alarm companies where they actually have people like watching through your cameras like all the time 
that kind of makes me a little uncomfortable um, because I don't know who these people are. Right. And, um, and by the way, in all your home surveillance stuff, um, when you, whether it's ring or um, blink or whatever company you're using for surveillance for your home, that footage can be seen by anybody. Uh, It can be recorded and used for training purposes. So even though you think nobody, you know, is looking in on your cameras and things like that, if something odd happens, you could end up in a training video internally at whatever company there is. So understand that um, while you can make your own system here at home, people will still have access to it. And we can talk more about uh, home security cameras here in a minute and where we need to put it and not. So. Yeah. Like speaking of ring, there's my doorbell. No, there you go. There you go. Right on, right on cue. Right. Um, so I kind of got distracted for just a second because we did get a question um, and mm-hmm. I'll just pop. Uh, it didn't finish the question because it looks like it was a little bit longer, okay. but um, the, the gist of it is, is there a camera system that values consumer privacy um, over others? Yeah. Okay. So let's get into the privacy conversation. (laughs) Yeah. That's a big one, especially when like life 360 exploded that they were selling all of our data. Um, Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Here's the thing. Great question, by the way. Thank you so much for submitting that. Um, They're all looking at our stuff at various times. Uh, unless you somehow get a, a random stalker like you would see in a, in a movie, which is very rare to happen. Um, sure. Nobody's really going to be taking a look at your stuff. Um, when it comes to privacy, my, my biggest thing is to just assume that every camera company is going to have access to wherever you put a camera. It's their system. You kind of sign on for their, you know, their terms uh, when you buy the product. I wish that there was like a duck go go and a product or security cameras, but right now there just isn't. So I would assume at this point that all of these um, all of these companies can keep and monitor and record the video that you have up around your house, which is why you need to be choosy about where you put a camera. I will say this, and I have to be kind of um, I have to be very specific in how I say this. If you go and do a Google search of ring plus amazon plus facial recognition you're going to find some interesting articles and i suggest that you do that google search and that's that's all i'm really going to say on it (laughs) good to know um well Mm -hmm. and there was that whole um amazon neighborhood thing yes um yes that's part of it yeah and it was this whole deal of hey the police department will come and give you a free ring camera which is great. And I, I think the probably, you know, all the police departments are like, sure, we'll do this. But there were some strings attached to that free camera. Uh, so you can go do your own research on that. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, yeah. And you know, let's actually kind of deviate into this privacy conversation because we have these cameras set up outside, inside the home. What are your thoughts on that and, and you know, user privacy? Sure. Um like like we we said earlier, I think we just all have to assume that we give up a level of privacy when we put these uh, technologies in our home. So that being the case, consider where you put it. I would never put a camera in a child's bedroom or any bedroom. 
Uh, I really wouldn't put them inside the house unless you're going to be gone on vacation. And then that camera is offline when you're home. I mean, like, like physically unplugged right. uh, from the you. wall. So that doesn't even have power. Right. Um, because there are the stories that you talked about with the, uh, the baby monitor. Uh, mm-hmm. There was a one back in 2018, a family in Tennessee around Christmas time. They had a camera in their daughter's bedroom and a voice comes in and starts talking to them. And the little girl's like uh, very upset. And she's like, who are you? She's he, the guy says, I'm your best friend. I'm Santa Claus. And <laughs> that of course freaks everybody out. I, of course. these, um, these kind of things do happen, but I'll be honest, maybe if there weren't a camera in that child's bedroom, then this probably wouldn't have happened. So while this is the fault of the hacker, the person that got in, you know, us as parents, we have to show some discretion about where we're going to put cameras. So I say, don't put them inside your home unless you absolutely need them uh, to might maybe monitor dogs or or things like that. But other than that, put them on the outside of your house. Uh, Make sure that you're covering every uh, exterior door to make sure that you're seeing what's going on, who's coming in and out, whether or not you have a package from Amazon. I I hate to say that's probably why I use the one most is like, okay, is the Amazon person My use case as well too. (laughs) Yeah. So like that's, that's the big thing. So just be smart about where you put your cameras and don't put them in a place where you wouldn't want that footage being seen by somebody else. Yeah, I 100% agree. Uh, that's actually exactly how our setup is. We mm-hmm. just have them on the exterior. We don't have any cameras inside the house. Um, that is mainly due to, I mean, I wouldn't mind, uh, especially I wouldn't have them in my bedroom for sure or yeah. any of our, our kids' bedrooms. But like in the little family room and stuff, I'm like, I don't really care. Um, mm-hmm. But my husband is completely against it. So <laughs> we definitely don't have that. Um going on inside the house okay very good advice for sure um so we kind of already just touched on the concerns about cameras inside the home um what would you do to protect yourself from these kind of concerns i mean we already said don't put them inside bedrooms definitely enable two-factor authentication uh any other um tips you have on that Sure. Uh, this is a tip that I got from somewhere else. This is an, I'm not smart enough to come up with this. I got this from the old uh, Red Teams podcast. And that was when you're going to create a network for your um, your home surveillance cameras, since we have talked about they do at times have vulnerabilities and that may not be your fault, put them on a, a segregated guest network that does not have access to the rest of your home network. That way, if they do get into the cameras, they stop there. Uh, and they can't get to the rest of your router easily. So that's probably my last piece of advice there for that. And I, I see you nodding your head. So yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the setup at, at my house. Um, and you know that that technology may change in the future, but for right now, it holds true. Yeah. So and actually, my recommended uh, Wi-Fi router, Griffin. Um, and full mm-hmm. disclosure, I do work for Griffin, so that um, <laughs> there's that as well. Of course, it's my favorite, but it was my favorite before I started working there. So, um, so I do have to offer that disclosure. But um, the latest Griffin, the AX, has a um, network isolation, so you mm. can put um, all of the like cameras, whatever, on a specific IoT network. It's not even the guest network. There's three networks that are broadcast, so. There's the regular Wi-Fi network that's coming out. There's the guest network and there's an IOT network. And the IOT network actually has separated 2.4 and 5 gigahertz 
us to get into the real technical nitty gritty because some of the older devices can't connect on five gigahertz and things right. like that. So, um, so it does have that separation, but you can also enable network isolation. So it's completely an isolated network and they won't be able to get into those and get into the rest of the devices in your home. So sounds like a uh, great solution. I, I think so, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I am slightly biased. So there is that, um, ooh, my Mac, um, so what are some other things people forget about when trying to protect their homes? Sure. I think the, the biggest thing that people forget is that the, the person that is responsible for your safety is you. It's not anybody else's responsibility. So it's up to you to protect your home first. It's up to you to protect your family first. You know, um, when the alarm goes off, the monitoring company will call the police and they'll get there, but they'll get there several minutes from after something has gone wrong. So um, there's a, an overused term that you're your own first responder. And that is true, but I feel like that's getting really cliche at this point. You're just responsible for what happens inside your home. You're responsible for what happens physically and digitally for what happens inside your home. And you better take responsibility for that. Because if you don't, there's going to be problems. There's going to be where your kids are going to sites that you don't want them to go to, or they're going to have conversations with people who really aren't a fellow 12 year old at one school over that's actually a predator. So those are the kinds of things that you need to be aware of. It's on you first. Now there will be, you know, uh, first responders to come and help you in some situations, but it's, it's really your protector parent. This is your home. You've got to take responsibility for it. And that's really where a lot of people just kind of want to outsource that responsibility to somebody else. They want to say, oh, it's the monitoring company. Oh, it's the police. It's this. It's it's you first. And that's what a lot of people, I, I hesitate to say they forget it because a lot of people just don't know it in the first place. And that's kind of that wake-up call. I wish everybody could have that wake-up call in a non-threatening way. Because there are people who realize that after they've been through a traumatic experience. And I want to help people have this realization without uh, having some sort of bad thing to trigger it for them. So, yeah, you know, Absolutely. it's it's up to you first. Yeah. And that kind of reminds me of a story that I like to tell is um, my my niece is a Huntington Beach lifeguard. And, mm -hmm. you know, we were down in Huntington Beach just at a local's beach. Um, and my daughter, who is, you know, a very strong swimmer, um, she was on the swim team and everything. She's playing out in the ocean. I'm on the beach. And she keeps like getting pulled out by the undertow. Mm. And then I'd like, I'd come to the, you know, to the beach and like, Hey, Maddie, come back closer, you know, cause she'd be drifting, 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 you know, and I'd keep like bringing her back, bringing her back. And then, so one time I went to, and I'm like, I'm like, Hey, you know, come back closer. She's like, I can't. And so, mm. so then I had to like, you know, get into my swimsuit and jump in and, you know, pull her back to, to the shore. And one of the other moms on the beach was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I didn't see that was happening. And I'm like, it's not your responsibility to watch my child. You know, it's my responsibility to watch my child. She's yeah. my responsibility. So, you know, I'm like, I appreciate, you know, it's, it's a local's beach. So everybody watches out for each other, but I'm like, I appreciate that, but you know, it wasn't your responsibility. There's no need to mm -hmm. apologize, you know, right. and that's because it, it's our responsibility to make sure our family is safe. So, um, I totally, totally agree with that whole 
sentiment. <laughs> mm -hmm. And, you know, you brought up something uh, really good, and that is water safety. And I know that's not something that we really are talking about. But since it's oh, summer, sure. um, yeah. I want you guys to go and Google an article. Um, it's called Drowning Doesn't Look Like Drowning. And it's written by uh, a retired Coast Guard. Uh, like um, he was up really high up in the ranks there. He wrote this article. His name is Mario. And it's fantastic to go and read it. And, and just as trivia, Mario is the only guy to ever turn down being a guest on the Secure Dad podcast. But I still like his work, <laughs> regardless that he didn't come on the show. But uh, bummer, yeah, go, bummer. go and take a look at that. Okay, very interesting. Because um, my friend also had a very popular post. Um, her website is Busy Mommy Media um, that about mm -hmm. dry drowning. Um, mm -hmm. And her daughter almost died from dry drowning. Mm. Um, which is, you know, she kind of was drowning a little bit in the pool, but then they pulled her out and she was fine. She seemed fine, but it was the after effects of that, that caused the dry drowning. So, um, you know, so drowning can also happen after the fact. So definitely a couple things to watch out for. Yeah. Um, but so look up dry drowning for sure as well, when you're looking up that, um, that person's article. So, um, but yeah, cause we're into the summer. I'm glad I have mm -hmm. older kids. I just told them the other day, like, Hey, I'm getting you guys an outdoor pool pass. You can go whenever you want. Cause my daughter drives and my son is 13. I'm like, you guys just go to the pool. I don't come with you anymore. So woohoo! I've reached the like <laughs> teenage stage of parenting. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> um, Andy, is there anything else we missed? Uh, talking about home security. You know, um, I think we've covered a lot of the good basics here, and I appreciate this conversation. Uh, there's a whole lot more to home security. Uh, you can check out the securedad.com. And uh, really on that site, I'm going to help you with home security, keeping your family safe in public and keeping your family safe online. Go and check out the securedad.com slash tools for all of those uh, free things there. So uh, I hope that today you've kind of had this uh, light bulb moment of understanding there is more than I need to be doing as a parent. Yeah. Uh, the secure dad will definitely help you with the home security stuff. And I'm, I'm glad that uh, family tech that you are here, Sarah, handling the online stuff. Cause I know that you know more about it than I do. <laughs> I try, I try. Um, but, and so for those of you who are on YouTube too, um, the secure dad also uploads his podcast to YouTube. Yep. So if you want to subscribe to him um, right here on YouTube as well, um, just look up the secure dad and I will add his um, channel to the um, description of this video. So appreciate that later, go ahead and subscribe to him here on YouTube as well. So, um, well, thanks, Andy. It was a really great conversation. I'm so excited. Um, I'm definitely going to need to work on my doors and windows because, um, mm -hmm. like I said, I kind of went straight to cameras and didn't really think about the alarmy part. And you are so right on that. And I'm going to need to fix that for my house. So thank you. Oh, sure. If I can help you in any way, just let me know. Okay. All right. And yeah, and uh, he's available too. If you have um, questions on Instagram, he's on, he's the secure dad on Instagram as well. So Instagram, um, I know I Facebook, usually... Twitter. Yep. Yeah. And we're streaming right on Facebook as well. So um, we'll definitely, I'll put that in the description on the Facebook video as Very well. Cool. So that they can ask you some questions if they've, if they've got any. Yep. All right. Well, thanks, Andy. We'll have a good day today. All right. Thank you, Sarah. I appreciate it. Thanks.